Hello, welcome to Footnotes from a Madman. I am your host, Robert Wallace. Um, today is January 30. For those of you that listen regularly, you know this is only two days later than my last recording. So, something interesting has happened uh, today talking to my buddy Les. Um, If you remember, on the last podcast, I was talking about, not the last one, the one before, I was talking about Les having some drama up by his place, um, and that he thought, you know, he got a new place that he's renting, and, um, Man, maybe I didn't talk about it. Okay, if I did, screw it. Uh, if I didn't, here here's the information. I was just kind of hesitating because I couldn't remember if I talked about it. So, I'm going to tell it again. Um, about a week ago, um, he, maybe a week and a half, he started hearing just like, it was like 2, 2.30 in the morning, just all this banging on his wall on the outside of this house that he's renting. Just banging, banging. And um, and then he heard a bunch of banging on his sliding glass door. And it kind of, he has a bar that kind of holds the door. They're banging so hard on it that that bar fell down. And then he said that he heard a bunch of uh, muffled voices and um, well, hang on a second I'm on the freeway and there's one, two three, four five cop cars on the side of the road with all their lights on huh I couldn't see what was going on traffic is backed up a hell of a long way so all this banging is going on. Then he's kind of hearing these muffled voices outside. And so he thinks somebody's outside. And so he yells, I'm going to call the cops. And then they start laughing, you know, like, oh, whatever. And um, so he's just like, he's thinking it's like teenage kids. He lives in a kind of a duplex. Um, it's a kind of a one a single house that's been split into two houses, and well, somebody else lives next door. She's got two kids, and one of them is a teenager, a female, and so his feeling is he's kind of. Les is kind of, I mean, he's trying to get along with his mom, this chick, her name's Faith, trying to get along with her, but apparently she's kind of a pain in the ass, a little bit of a bitch, I guess. Um, so, anyway, um, Les, is, he's been in a place like, he moved in like December 27th or 28th or something like that, so it's been like a month, and... After the first 
week and a half or so, he lost all of his power, or half his power. He lost half the power to his house. Like, half the house was dark. And so he has a bunch of extension cords that he had at his previous house because he had a big yard, and so he, you know, had, had to have long cords and stuff. And so he was lighting the other half of the house by having extension cords running throughout his house. You know, it's kind of crazy. He showed me pictures. So I was telling him, you got to get the landlord out there to look at that. And the landlord came out, and he's kind of like, well, I don't see a problem. And he's like, what the fuck? So less than a week later, all of the power goes out. And so he's got no power to his place. And the landlord's like, well... Well, I don't know what's wrong. Why don't you call Southern California Edison and tell them to look at this and this and this and this and this. And so, you know, Les is calling Southern California Edison, kind of irritated that his fucking landlord's not taking care of shit like he's supposed to. Well, then apparently this this chick next door comes over and is blaming Les for the power outage. Thing. She's never had this problem before until he got there, so he must have something plugged in that's overpowering the system. And <laughs> he's like, I have, like, a few lamps and a TV. I mean, you know, so she comes over with a lamp. I don't know what she's doing, but apparently he said she comes over with a lamp and starts plugging it into all of his outlets to see if they're actually working or not. I don't know what she's doing. Sounds like she's on a manic mode. Um, And she's just bitching the whole time that it's his fault and that, you know, she's never had this issue before. And then she goes into, then she looks out in the back patio and she sees one of those um, little mini fridges like you would have in your dorm. And... She's like, you can't have that plugged in. That's what's do. That's what's causing the problem. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? He goes, you have an RV out front that's plugged in to your house. He goes, and you think that my mini fridge is the fucking problem? You can't have that plugged in. So he unplugs it. He's like, whatever, bitch. Didn't solve the problem. So... Southern California Edison comes out and does some work, and apparently everything's better now, but Les was in the dark. His place was pitch black for half a week. In fact, he got sick and tired of just sitting in the dark, and so he went and stayed at a hotel for a night or two, just so he could have lights and watch TV and Whatever, he just got sick of sitting in the pitch black. And, you know, the whole time he's complaining to his landlord, and the landlord's like, well, just go to bed. He's like, what the fuck? When it when it gets dark, I'm just supposed to go to bed? I'm like, oh, that fucker's a slumlord piece of shit. He's pissing me off. I haven't met him. But Terry's met him. I haven't met him. I feel like kick him in the balls when I do. I'm like, what the fuck? What an asshole. So anyway, um, that situation got resolved, but now the feeling is this stupid bitch is maybe sticky, 
taking her daughter's male friends to come over and terrorize Les. And, you know, Les was saying that they, that one night he's sitting on his couch and he could hear voices out on his back patio. And they're saying stuff like, oh, he's just sitting there on the couch. Oh, he's not doing anything. He's just sitting there. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Excuse me. And he goes out and kind of opens the door to look, but he doesn't see anybody. He sees like a tennis shoe kind of jumping over this block wall that he has as it, as they're falling down. And when he runs over there, he can't see. They've, they've made a run for it, so they were able to get away. He never really saw them except for the foot or tennis shoe of one of the kids. So he knows that these kids have been fucking around with him. Um, and so... Today, I'm at work, and Les is texting me, and he's like, <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm having trouble. I wish I would have brought some water. <coughs> Today, I'm at work, and he's texting me, and he's saying that increasingly, since he moved into the house, increasingly, he's hearing um, voices, um, he's hearing like muffled voices, he can't tell what he's hearing. He's um, more banging on the walls, but he says it sounds like it's coming from inside the house and not outside of the house. Um, you know, one night, a few nights ago, he heard banging on the wall, and he went running outside just screaming and yelling, you stupid sons of bitches, leave me alone! And there was nobody out there. Um, and then he hears uh, he's got a tile floor pretty much throughout the whole house. I mean, but it's a single story. He's in his bedroom, and out in the kitchen, he can hear footsteps, very loud footsteps, as if somebody's stomping their feet. And uh, so he's thinking that he got him angry when he yelled at him. And so he's thinking he's got some kind of ghost or spirit in his house that's that's mad at him and he says that he feels like he's being watched all the time in his own house um, the dog is the dog is kind of sketchy all the time not can't really like relax the dog's constantly like looking up and looking around as if it hears something and um, the dog is constantly, like, looking over at things. That's how Les describes it. Like It looks like the dog is looking over at something, but there's nothing there. As if there was a person or whatever, like something got its attention and just looking over there. I don't know. Dogs will do that a lot. Cats will do that a lot. And you never really know what they hear, what they're doing, but... Add all that together, and he's very creeped out. He's very, I mean, basically he told me he's scared. Uh, he hasn't slept in a couple of days. He hasn't slept well, anyway. And uh, he's saying that nearly every night now, he's hearing banging on the walls and the footsteps. So I was telling my wife about it. She's like, what the fuck? I'm like, I know. I don't really feel bad. I'm like, what the hell? I don't know what's going on, you know. And 
so my wife just said, well, why don't you just go there and stay the night tonight and see if you can, see if you can figure out if something's going on. So I'm like, all right. So I got off work, I went home, I packed a bag, and I'm on my way to Les's house. So it's about 8.30 at night. I'm going to get there and, you know, kind of get settled. And so it'll be an, an interesting evening. I might be going ghost chasing. I might be going teenager chasing. We'll see. Um, I did bring my shotgun so that I can shoot somebody in the ass if I need to. Uh, I've got a big old uh, flashlight, huge, bright flashlight. So I got that. Brought my heavy jacket. It's kind of cold in Yucaipa. And uh, so I might sit outside for a little bit and see uh, what's, what's going on, see if I can see some kids coming around trying to fuck around. So tonight's going to be an investigative night. I don't know if I, how much I'm going to sleep or if I'm going to try to sleep. We'll see. Um, maybe Les will go to bed and I'll sit up and do guard duty. I don't know. I don't really want to stay up by myself because I'm not necessarily uh, comfortable either. But, um, you know, we'll kind of see how that goes. So this that is the... The precursor uh, I'm giving you, if I can remember, if I'm not terrified, (laughs) if I can remember, um, throughout the night tonight, I think that I'm going to do some recording. So parts of this, I don't know, parts of this might be like whispering, uh, because I don't want to trigger whatever, I don't want, if it's the kids, I don't. I don't want them to know that I'm there. Um, I want them to think that Les is home by himself, so that they're so that they'll come over and fuck with him if that's what's going on. Uh, the spirit, if it's a spirit or a ghost, it's gonna know I'm there, but it's still gonna do whatever it's gonna do. Hopefully, uh, all these stupid shows that they do with ghost chasers and all that, ghosts never come out when you want them to. So we'll see. But I will try my best to remember to do um, a little bit more recording this evening. And uh, we'll get an episode out of this, and I'll post it next week. So it could be pretty fun. It might be me screaming and crying. We'll see see what happens. Um, Yeah, wish us luck. All right. Um, I will talk to you later. It's one thirty in the morning, and we're getting ready to go to bed. Nothing exciting has happened yet. We're. I have all the windows open. Well, not open. I have the blinds open so I can see outside. Because Les was saying that there's scratching on the screens. And banging on the walls. So I have the blinds wide open so I can see outside all three windows in the bedroom. So if there's any scratching or any banging, I should be able to see anybody that's outside, if there is anybody outside.
So we're just about ready to get in bed. We'll see what happens. So we were trying to go to sleep. And after about a half hour of tossing and turning, Les felt that he heard some footsteps behind his head. I'm sleeping in his bedroom because he feels like that's where all of the noises are taking place. But he does hear some in the living room. He's sleeping in the living room. So he called me in here because he heard something. And so I want you guys to listen and see if you hear anything. So I decided to pull the shades on one of the windows because the light outside was keeping me awake. Once I pulled the shade, I can now hear lots of what sounds like tapping on the window. But it's not loud tapping. It would be like a... It just sounds like a... Like bugs would be flying into the window. You know what I mean? Like small bugs just hitting the glass. So it's not really like a tapping. But it's, it's interesting that it wasn't until I closed the shade that it started happening. I don't know if you can hear it. It's pretty consistent. It's kind of interesting. I don't know what that's about. It is, it is pretty cold up here. And it's warm inside. So I don't know if that's just like a normal thing that windows do. I don't know. You know, you hear a lot of homes creaking and popping and things. But this is really, really consistent. I can see how he would think that would be tapping on the window. Because it's right by his head. And if you heard that all night long, that would really throw me too. I don't have an answer as to why it's happening. I pull away the shade and I don't see anything going on. But I hear the popping much more consistent. But if I hold the shade open for a little bit, or the curtain open for a little bit, the, the noise stops. I don't have any idea how they correlate. Maybe 
is holding the gold outside. I don't really know. I'm having a hard time processing what that could be. But I could definitely see how he would think that would be tapping. It's not very loud. It's just... But it is pretty frequent. I'm going to pause. I'm going to stop talking just for a second and see if you can hear it.
heater sounds like it's tapping also. He has this, um, the house doesn't have central heat, so it has a wall heater. And I don't know why they do that, but it's definitely making a tapping noise. So that might be something that is waking him up as well. I'm in the bedroom and I can hear it loud as day. So these are things I'll have to share with him. He's actually sound asleep, so that's good. I don't know, maybe he feels more comfortable with me being here, but um, he's getting some sleep, so that's good. Hey, so today is February 2nd. Um, I ended up staying two nights at Les's, and I didn't record uh, anything more last night because nothing happened. We stayed up till about 1 or 1.30, and then I slept on the couch because I wanted to see if I felt or heard any of the footsteps that Les said that he felt. He said he felt somebody, a presence in the room, not last night, but two nights ago, and he heard footsteps, and he thought it was me, and it wasn't, so that's on the recording. And then, um, so then I went home yesterday, and then my wife and I talked, and we're like, ah, I'll go back one more night. I'll see if I can sleep in the other room. Uh, so I slept on the couch in the living room just to see what I could hear. And uh, I opened up all the curtains and everything, had, the, had everything open all night so I could see out anything weird happened and um you know we had i left uh one light on just in the corner just for a little bit of light i didn't want to be in the fucking dark pitch black uh you know i mean something i'm not familiar with this place but you know i, I don't know that i believe in this shit but i don't want to be surprised by shit if, if i find out i'm wrong <laughs> so um, and, you know, when Les slept in there two nights ago, he had a light on also, and he still felt like, you know, that whatever that was happened, so we weren't afraid that having the light on would change anything, um, but, I mean, ultimately, my feeling was I was going to go up there and be present and either see something or not, but at least I knew that whatever is going on with Les, he would get a, originally he would get one night of good sleep, um, and then when we decided to go back, so now I know that he's at least gotten two nights of good sleep, and, uh, you know, we'll see how he is feeling after that. I think you know, as things happen and you start getting tired and then it seems like more things are happening, but I don't know if that's because you're just tired and just loopy and seeing shit that, you know, how it can be when you're tired. So I didn't want that compounding the issue and the problem. And he's just kind of 
I felt like he was beginning to kind of spin a little bit because he hadn't, according to him anyway, he hadn't slept for like three, four nights very well. He was getting, he was averaging like three or four hours of sleep a night, which for him is highly unusual. Uh, he usually gets seven or eight hours. And so for him, he was extremely tired and a little bit loopy when I got there yesterday or two days ago. So um, anyways, I didn't. Nothing happened last night, so there was no point in uh, recording anything. Um, I didn't sleep great on the couch. It kind of sucks, but that's fine. I, you know, we we looked into it. We figured it out. Um, I'm not sure anything's going to change for him. He's seeing and hearing what he sees and hears, and like most good investigations, uh, nothing usually happens when you're actually trying to hear something or see something. Um, so he was telling me that <clears throat> the first week that he moved in there, he was going to light the stove. <clears throat> so he's got four burners on a stove, and he's going to light the right front burner, and he was turning that handle to the igniter, uh, clicks or whatever, that creates the spark to light it. So he turned that one knob, so each burner has its own separate knob. And he was turning the knob for the right, he was showing it to me last night, he was turning the knob for the right front burner, and as it clicked, the left front burner lit. And, uh, which is weird. I mean, obviously, that's super weird. Um, he then, you know, went to the right burner knob and pushed it in and turned it to the igniter and put it in the right front burner. Came on, you know, the flames. And, uh, so it was like, okay, well, there's not a cross or a weirdness between the who knows when you manufacture something, you know, it could be this weird thing, but he was saying that, was a, you know, he had used it before that, and he didn't have an issue, it was coming up on the right side like it's supposed to, and then just this one morning, it came up on the left, and he was a little bit weirded out by that, uh, but he never really said anything to anybody. He told his daughter, and his daughter was like, oh, that's weird, and that was about it, and that was the first time that I'd heard that. And I don't, you know, I've never witnessed anything like that. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, he's just come across some really bizarre things. Um, <clears throat> noises and whatever. Noises in the house. Uh, you know, that, that shit's so common. And it's hard to, sometimes it's just hard to explain uh, muffled voices, you know, he he was in Yucaipa, uh, Yucca Valley, uh, if you don't know Yucca Valley, it's kind of out in the high desert, um, he had, he lived on a, lived with his parents <clears throat> for a while, kind of taking care of them, so he lived there for probably eight years, maybe ten, they've got a one acre lot, um, 
you know, the house is closer to the front of the lot, but it is dead center, and the nearest neighbors are pretty much situated the same way, uh, kind of dead center, close to the, closer to the street, you know, but, so his, each of his neighbors on either side of him, they're probably a hundred yards away on either side. I mean, seriously, it's, it's, uh, well, that's an, that's an exaggeration. It's probably 75 yards. It's, but it's a good distance. Okay, that's my point. It's a very good distance. You're not hearing your neighbor talking in their house. You're barely hearing. You may not even hear your neighbor if they're in their backyard talking. That's the distance. Um, and now, one, he's got this other chick who's practically sharing the same wall. There is a slight space, like a small two-foot alleyway between these two houses, so they don't have a common wall, but she's practically right on top of him. And the other neighbor, you know, <clears throat> they're obviously their backyards are shared, but the other neighbor has a huge backyard, and it sort of goes around Les's yard a little bit. So the, that side where his bedroom is, um, it's a lot of the neighbor's backyard. I mean, there's so much. And so if the neighbor was to be anywhere in their backyard, it's possible that Les could hear them talking, even if they're just talking at regular tones. And that might be what he's hearing. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to explain stuff, trying to make shit up. I don't, I don't really know. His question was, why would I hear him at one thirty in the morning or 2 in the morning? And I think uh, not knowing these neighbors at all, you know, you think about, who knows, it could be night shift people um, or smokers. They, you know, many, many smokers tend to <clears throat> wake up in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom or whatever, and um, they'll go out. They'll go outside and have a smoke. Um, it doesn't make sense to me because I'm not a smoker, but I've had, but I have smoked cigarettes and, and cigars, and they make me high. They just give me um, their. They give me energy or whatever, and I could never. It, it doesn't make sense to me in the middle of the night to have a cigarette then I wouldn't be able to go back to sleep. But I think if if you're a regular smoker, you might need to smoke to get back up to normal if you're if you're down and then you wouldn't be able to go back to sleep because you're jonesing. So <clears throat> there you know, it's possible to explain a few of the things, the banging on the walls. I, I you know, I do sort of Still believe that um, the kids are kind of fucking around with them, and I'm hoping it just dies down and they stop. But I wish that he would just sleep with his op- with his windows open for a little while, just so he could see outside 
that makes them too nervous. But you know, when there's a when there's an idea of actually looking eye to eye with a homeowner through their window, if you're there fucking around with shit, it it deters things a little bit, uh, in my opinion. At least for me, and you know, I'm not a person that goes around and fucks with people's shit, so maybe I don't even have a realistic perspective. If you're somebody that's going to go in somebody's backyard and fuck around with them, you, you're maybe you're not even concerned about confrontation. I don't know, but at least he'd be able to see them and identify them. He could start doing police reports. I don't know if Les is going to do that. He's <clears throat> not a confrontational person, um, and for him, I think part of it is just kind of hiding behind the curtain is more his way, which is too bad, because if these kids determine that they want to keep going, there's nothing that's going to stop them. He's not going to be the one that stops them. So, um, anyways, I just wanted to wrap up the mystery which hasn't been wrapped up, but uh, we're done with it for now. And uh, we'll see if there's more opportunities to investigate this situation in the future. All right, I'm going to thank you all for joining me. And I apologize, the the audio on this is a, a mess. It's all over the place, talking to you in my car, and then my car, and then whispering, and I was listening to it, I'm like, damn, I talking so directly into it, it's like, <coughs> all you hear is these big old noises coming out of my mouth, because I put it too close to my mouth, so, I don't know all these audio things, but I appreciate you guys sticking with me through it all, no matter how irritating I am. <laughs> all right, y'all, take care, we'll talk again soon, bye.